Welcome to the Gen Z Marketer Podcast, where we have marketing conversations and everything in between. Filipinos are highly anticipating the opening of IKEA Philippines, and we all felt the excitement during IKEA's Family Day event last July 7th. The event was definitely a hit, but it also had its misses. So what happened in this IKEA digital event and what can we learn from them when it comes to public relations? Let's talk about that in this Market Trends episode. This episode is made possible by Zbrand, a platform that makes branding accessible to entrepreneurs. They make it easier for businesses to build their own brands. Check out episode 22 if you want to learn more about the platform and click on the link on the episode description to start creating your brand through Zbrand. Now let's talk about IKEA in the Philippines. So most of us are already familiar with IKEA, the Swedish home and furniture store that has branches all over the world. Currently in the Philippines, the first ever IKEA store is currently under the construction and it was supposed to open last 2020, but instead it is expected to open in Q4 of 2021. So the IKEA Philippines store will occupy 65,000 square meters of floor area to house a two-level shop area, a large warehouse, and an e-commerce facility, and an integrated call center, making it the world's largest IKEA store. So all of these make it really exciting for Filipinos to have and finally shop in IKEA here in the Philippines, which is why IKEA had its family launch. Basically, IKEA Family is a home furnishing club with more than 150 million members globally. In the Philippines, the club aims to reach, inspire, and support members in creating their dream home. The online event, which happened last July 7, aimed to welcome their first 100,000 club members in the first 24 hours. And they even promised lucky enlisters a chance to win one of free makeover packages worth 50,000 pesos. So all of this was really exciting, right? Not only did you sign up to be a member of IKEA, there was also a raffle where you get the chance to win a makeover package, which is why the website crashed during the, due to the influx of traffic. By 12 midnight, people signed up and customers had difficulty in doing so. IKEA anticipated 100,000 users will sign up, but they did not expect that influx of traffic exactly at midnight, which is why the website crashed and it had been difficult to sign up throughout the day and even the days after that. I personally signed up for IKEA family and I remember accessing the website by 12 midnight but cannot go through anything. I tried until 2 a.m. Eventually, I gave it up. And then when I woke up in the morning around 9, I kept on trying again until eventually around 12 noon, I was already to, I was able to sign up. But imagine, it took me like 12 hours to sign up. And even so, when, when I was trying to sign up, it took me how many hours to go through the different pages. And after that, I even, once I received the email confirmation, I received four different membership numbers. So even with their email notifications or membership uh, numbers, there's also that sort of glitch. 
So what did IKEA do? What really happened? And as we mentioned, they were expecting around 100,000 users to sign up. But George Platzer, the store manager of IKEA Philippines in Pasay, shared that no other IKEA store in the world has reached the goal of 100,000 new member signups in just 24 hours. So the Philippines was said to be the first. So this is a first-time thing for IKEA. So Platzer also apologized for and explained the technical issue that took place, saying that IKEA is both very humbled and surprised by the surge of visitors to our IKEA family website, and that they did not anticipate this outpouring of support from the Philippines. So they also said that rest assured that our team is hard at work to resolve the issue and the site will be back again soon. He also emphasized that despite technical difficulties, signups to IKEA family will remain free forever and entitle shoppers to a lifetime membership. So members get access to exclusive rewards, promos, discounts, invitations, and store updates. So going through that, okay, let's process that. What they did, what happened. I think that when it comes to public relations, they did such a good job in addressing the issue. Because even around 12 midnight, you know, when people were having problems signing up, they actually posted what was going on, what was happening, and they continued posting or updating everyone as the situation develops. And that's exactly what you do in public relations. You think of your stakeholders, you acknowledge something's going on, and then you tell them what you're going to do or you're going to tell them what's happening. You're going to update them. So with all of these, I will leave you with four things that when it comes to public relations, this is what IKEA reminds us. This is what IKEA tells us. And this is something that I think even with my experience in the industry, that this is something that we all need to think of every time we encounter a PR crisis, okay? What do we do? What are the four things that we need to do? First is accountability. Take responsibility for what happened. Whatever, you know, if you're accountable for something, take responsibility. If you need to apologize, whatever the case is, you know, assuming something wrong or something bad happened, you apologize or, you know, acknowledge the issue. That's the second thing, acknowledge the issue. After you take responsibility, after you take the accountability, acknowledge the issue. Talk about the issue. What is the issue? What happened? What went wrong? Okay? This tells your stakeholders that you recognize what happened and that you recognize what you did wrong. Third is you acknowledge your stakeholders. Don't just post an apology and that's it. Don't just say something's wrong, we'll get back to you on that. Acknowledge your stakeholders. What IKEA did, they thanked the Filipinos for their support. They understood what Filipinos went through and they addressed us exactly with that, you know. They even posted an FAQ because, they, of course, they were having an influx of customer, you know, issues, customer concerns with their email and their social media, I'm sure. And I even messaged them on social media. They eventually responded to me, but they also posted an FAQ with the common questions of people and told them what exactly was going on and what you need to do. And that is the last thing. They shared their course of action. So for this, they offered lifetime free membership as, of course, to appease your customers and their course of action. 
and they told people what they were doing. They were working on the technical difficulties. They were working on improving the website. They told us, they assured us that they were doing something. So those are the four things that you need to take away with this event. When it comes to the basics of PR or with any PR-related issue or crisis, you do these four things. You take accountability, you acknowledge the issue, you acknowledge your stakeholders, and you share your course action. So what do you think of the IKEA family event? Did you also go through this? What was the experience for you like? What do you also think of this episode? Let me know at my socials at the Gen Z Marketer on Facebook, at Gen Z MKT on Instagram, and at www.genzmkt.com. Leave me a message there if you want to share your thoughts or if you want to collaborate. And of course, don't forget to follow the podcast to get notified on the latest uploads.